If it's trending, Amber and Tanner are going to trend, 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 trend it out on Froggy 92.9. Well, we've got a big step forward in addressing homelessness. It was made in Sonoma County, the Board of Supervisors. Um, they voted in support of a five-year plan to reduce homelessness. It was developed by the Continuum of Care. Uh, the plan aims to provide 200 interim housing beds and 1,000 permanent housing beds. Additionally, Sonoma County hopes to improve supportive services and coordination among local governments and groups and ensure a livable wage for those working in supportive services. And we know that, you know, homelessness is on the top of a lot of people's mind here in Sonoma County. So we wanted just to provide an update for you. Well, it's Groundhog Day in Punxsutawney. Phil has made his prediction. Well, it's Groundhog Day again. Punxsutawney Phil emerged from his Pennsylvania borough this morning to declare six more weeks of winter. Yes! Now, a crowd gathered as the groundhog was summoned from his tree stump. Officials announced that Punxsutawney Phil did indeed see his shadow to give six more weeks of the cold stuff. (laughs) Phil has predicted the weather for around 100 years now. Phil and I are best friends now because I've been secretly rooting, well, not so secretly, rooting for six more weeks of winter because personally I like the cold, so... Phil, thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. Uh, (laughs) Yesterday, we talked about how Luke Combs will perform at the Grammys, and now we are finding out that country music will be represented in other ways. Casey Musgraves will honor Loretta Lynn at the 65th Annual Grammy Awards this Sunday, and she's going to perform Coal Miner's Daughter during the In Memoriam segment. Casey performed with Loretta Lynn at the 2014 CMA Awards, and she said in 2017 at the Country Music Hall of Fame that she related to Lynn's sassiness the most in her ability to look around and observe life around her. The show starts at 5 p.m. on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. Amber and Tanner on Froggy 92.9, the show that's much like a morning show, roughly speaking. Now that it's February, many of us are thinking about Valentine's Day and the people that make us feel all warm and fuzzy. So we're going to play a game right now. In honor of that, we're going to put Amber's music and romantic knowledge to the test with (laughs) who sings the love song. I don't know if I have romantic knowledge. I would like to believe that I have (laughs) musical knowledge, but I don't know about that either. I mean, you're getting married this year, so I would say you definitely do (laughs) at least some Uh, yeah maybe (laughs) so amber i'm gonna play five seconds of a well-known love song and you have to guess the artist that sings it now these are all classics all right that doesn't mean i know (laughs) (laughs) all right here is love song number one again we're playing who sings the love song falling in love that is elvis presley that's correct. Yay. Didn't you want that song incorporated in your wedding somehow? I did. Or do, maybe? <laughs> uh, changing things up a little bit because someone used it at their wedding recently. Ooh. Yeah. I know That's who okay. did it, too. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I don't All right. think they knew. Here is song number two. At last. I believe that is Miss Etta James. That is correct. You are two for two for who sings <laughs> that love song? We need to get an audience in here or something. Uh, yeah. All right, here's song number three. 
You know, I don't I don't think I know this one. I'll give you a hint. There's a Broadway musical based on this group. That might not be that great of a hint. <laughs> <laughs> um I know it's like a guy's name and, and something. I'm throwing you up a, another hint. Four? Yep. Th- the only thing that comes to mind right now is four tops. That that's is not it. Not correct. Uh, yeah. I was looking for uh, Frank Valley in the Four Seasons. Oh, Can't take my eyes off of you. Okay. <laughs> Again, we're playing Who Sings That Love Song. Here is song number four. My funny valentine Sweet comic Valentine. Uh, that is Frank Sinatra. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I- iconic voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure anybody can identify Frank Sinatra. Oh, wow, Tanner. Well, <laughs> I'm not saying that as a, as a jab towards you, but if someone can't recognize it, I got some questions. <laughs> all right, here is song number five. Okay. And love is all that I can give to you. Um, do you want to hear it again I should know it but I, I, I yeah just play it again I don't okay, think it'll help you. it and love is all that I can give to you I thought Frank Sinatra did that one but I don't know he did a version of it but uh, not this one rats <laughs> it's kind of a trick question we're looking for Nat King Cole uh, <laughs> and there you go that was Who Sings the Love Song catching the catching the with these guys you just make my morning you guys are my morning pickup Amber and Tanner every morning today's country Froggy 92.9 well it's Groundhog Day again Punxsutawney Phil emerged from his Pennsylvania borough this morning to declare six more weeks of winter. Woo! But sorry to say this, Tanner, but apparently we put we shouldn't put too much stock in Punxsutawney Phil. Really? Uh, I, I really want six more weeks of winter. He's only right about 39% of the time. <laughs> so why do we rely on him so much? I Tradition? Don't know. Yeah, you know, he's been doing this since 1886. Uh, apparently we're better off flipping a coin. He's only said no shadow 19 times since then. Since 1886, he's only said it 19 times. Phil really likes winter. (laughs) (laughs) Big fan. He loves coats and layers. Right. I was reading all this crazy stuff about Punxsutawney Phil. Um, like, for example, one said that he has lived over 100 years and they feed him this elixir of life. (laughs) So it's been the same groundhog all this time. <laughs> I like that. Can <laughs> I they share? Like it. Can, Can they share it with me? Right. If this was a thing, they'd be making millions of dollars, right? Yeah. <laughs> but but <laughs> rather than getting well, millions of dollars and helping people out, they're just wanting to keep a groundhog around that. It's only 39% accurate. They're wasting it on <laughs> Phil. Uh, but probably the, the most shocking one was they used to eat Phil after he made his prediction. <laughs> Uh, they served him up after the first official Groundhog Day in 1987, and they said he was quite tender. Well, so much for the elixir of life. <laughs> I know. It's all lies. I also think that's really morbid. Like, oh, thanks for the help, Phil. <laughs> Dinner time. Right. So, yeah, you're right. Which one is it? Is he the same groundhog? Do we eat him? Yeah. I didn't know if you could eat. I didn't even know you could eat groundhog. He actually comes back. You eat him, and then he just <laughs> appears randomly. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is awful. But I mean, I personally did not know you could eat groundhog. I did not know this was the thing. Uh, Tanner, what is the most exotic or unusual meat you've ever eaten? Was it groundhog? It was not groundhog, okay. but it was frog legs. <laughs> we used to barbecue them all the time. And I thought it was normal when I was a kid until I went to a, a friend's house and they were like, you eat frog legs? What is the map? Where do you even get that? Honestly, yeah. I have no answers. I don't know. My dad figured it out. I have, I've had frog legs before. They're great. At a restaurant, though. Mm. It wasn't like, you know, Keith went out back and grabbed a frog and cooked it up. Honestly, it's probably what my dad uh, did. No, he, he didn't. <laughs> what, he about, did. what about you? Um, you know, I think maybe an elk burger, probably. Ooh. Um, other than, I mean, alligator is popular in the South, but a lot of people think that's weird. Kind of like you said, frog legs. I've had alligator too. Really good. It's all the same. It tastes like <laughs> chicken. <laughs> I don't know. We've got Dave from Motor Park on the phone. Dave, you said you know someone who had some really unusual meat. What was it? My buddy had camel hot dogs. I think he said it was like 200 bucks for a few couple pounds of camel Ew. hot dogs. That was a good the base price. Then he had to get it shipped to the U.S. It smelled like the desert. Ugh. All around smelly. Yeah. We were at the Super Bowl party, and he was like, who wants some hot dogs? <laughs> Not me. Not no, me. Like, Come on, man. Try it. It's just a hot dog. I'm like, nope. You, that's your camel dog right there. And he's yeah. like, Don't tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> What was your memorable first paycheck purchase? It can be from any job. Blake Shelton talked about the first thing he splurged on as a country music artist. I bought, I actually bought 120 acres in, in Tennessee when I had like kind of a hit going. It was enough to go talk to the bank and be like, see, I made it. I made it. Just give me kind of hit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> kind of a hit. Just going, and I was able to talk my way into getting a loan. So I was in debt way before I had success. This is God's country. 120 acres of land. Now Blake Shelton's farm, Ten Point Ranch in Oklahoma, is over 1,300 acres. <laughs> so he's come a long way. Good for him, though. You know, he saw that success was on the way. He predicted it. But that doesn't mean that you should, it's the the first sign of success, you should go blow it. (laughs) I I like the confidence that he had within himself to make that sort of purchase. What was your memorable first paycheck purpose? Uh, Amber, what was yours? It can be from any job. So my very first paycheck was when I was working part-time at a radio station in my hometown. uh, And I was, it was minimum wage. So really all I could do at the time was spend it on gas and Burger King, but I'll never forget that day. I was like, I have my own money. I'm going to put gas in my car and get Burger King after school. And my friend Maggie was with me. Yeah. And uh, she always makes fun of me about that day. And BK. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's a great way to kind of celebrate your first taste of independence in your life. Yeah. And I didn't know how to put gas in my car either. So that was fun. (laughs) I've been I there too. I literally didn't know. What about you? <laughs> uh, my, f- I'm going to talk about my first paycheck from right here at Froggy 92.9. Uh, I put money towards buying my first car. Amber, do you remember that vehicle, that hunk of junk that I came to Sonoma County with? Yeah, the uh, Honda Civic, wasn't yep. it? Yep, it shook aggressively whenever I drove it. The windows didn't work. Uh, the key was permanently stuck in the door, and I had to put coolant in it every time before I started my car. 
I just, I, I needed some reliability because there'd be some mornings my car just wouldn't work at all. And so I figured I got to make an adult purchase here and buy an actual car that will get me from point A to point B because it's important to get to work on time. It's an investment, yes. And the I car is an investment. So have that one. car to this day. Yay. <laughs> got something to say? Call me up. You can get on the radio. Call Froggy 92.9 and tell Amber and Tanner in the morning right now. 636-1-HOP. 636-1467. This is Froggy 92.9. It's wine o'clock somewhere, so pour yourself a glass. It's time to whine about it with Amber on Froggy 92.9. A battle may ensue between Priscilla Presley and Lisa Marie Presley's daughter, Riley, because Lisa had a $35 million life insurance policy at the time of her death. So Lisa was trying to cash in one of her policies before she passed in order to pay off a $4 million debt. Uh, allegedly, Lisa blew $100 million during her adult years, but Lisa amended her trust in 2016 and completely cut out her mom, Priscilla, as a trustee. Now, sources say that it's strictly a money grab from Priscilla, that she, um, Lisa had no relationship with Priscilla, her ex-husband, Michael Lockwood, or her half-brother. Also, according to a Graceland exec, Exec Elisa Marie Presley wanted her daughter Riley, not Priscilla, to take over Elvis's legacy. Um, now Priscilla Presley has asked a judge to determine the validity of the will, stating the signature doesn't even look like Lisa's, and she claims that Lisa's name is even spelled wrong. But my my thoughts on all this is, you know, when Elvis passed. He left everything to his little girl. He left everything to Lisa. And he did so knowing that she would be the one to keep his legacy going, keep his legacy alive. And I think that Lisa was trying to do the same thing. And no matter what else was happening in Lisa's life and her career, she was always the one to look out for what was best for Elvis and his legacy. You know, regardless of what somebody else was trying to do, regardless of what another family member was trying to do. You know, she was trying to keep things in the family people she trusted and that's that's what she knew her father would have wanted and what we need to do is honor the ones that honor Elvis and that was always his daughter Lisa Uh, so do you think this is a money grab for Priscilla like contesting the will trying to figure out if the validity of it is you know okay or do you think she's right to contest the will let us know got something to say call me up You can get on the radio. Call Froggy 92.9 and tell Amber and Tanner in the morning right now. 636-1-HOP. 636-1467. This is Froggy 92.9. Do you know anybody that's named after somebody famous? Here's how popular the show Yellowstone is right now. Americans can't stop naming their kids after their favorite characters from it. So a study looked at character names from the 100 most popular shows over the past three years, and they cross-referenced them with official stats from the Social Security Administration to see which shows inspired the most baby names. And the top three names that we saw the most gains in 2022 were all from the show Yellowstone. The three names are Dutton, Rip, and Casey. I'm not surprised by this. (laughs) 
at all. Sorry. <laughs> she's so so shocked. She's sneezing. Oh my gosh. She I'm went, coming down oh, with something. Sorry. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> totally fine. Coming down with something over here, but no, that I'm not surprised by this at all. It's yeah. A, it's a very influential show, and a lot of people are big fans. I I love so the much, show so much that they name their children after them. Do you like any of the names Dutton, Rip, or Casey? I like the name Dutton. I think that's very. I, it's different. It's kind of uh, prestigious in yeah. a way, you know. Like definitely, if you name your kid Dutton, he's getting into an Ivy League school. Yeah. If I met a kid <laughs> named Dutton Chambers, I would be like, "Ooh, this kid's a big baller over <laughs> yeah. here. This is a a business professional." Uh, Amber, do you know anyone that's named after somebody famous? I thought this was super cute when uh, I was in Florida with my grandmother. We went putt putting. This was like a way back. This was a couple years ago, and uh, this little girl was there with her younger sister and she told me that her name was Kobe and I thought that she said Colby and I said after the cheese and she said no after the basketball player uh, my parents are big fans of Kobe Bryant and I was like that's so cute for a girl Kobe I've never thought of that yeah totally I I love how names it could be you know for men or for women I I like how it's you know unisex in that way um in the same like token as you, I, I don't know anyone that was named after somebody famous, but I do know if I have a daughter, I'm going to name her after a famous person that's also a, a man, uh, John Lennon. I'm going to name my daughter Lennon. And uh, yeah, I stole the idea from Thomas Rhett because one of his daughter's names is Lennon. And I just, I really like the name. Well, there was a girl on uh, Nashville the this show about singing and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, there was an actress on that show. Her name was Lennon Stella. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I watched that show too. Really yeah, good show. It's a show. That's her name in real life is Lennon. Uh, so that's a, it's a cute name for a girl. I like it a lot. Getting some responses on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Amber and Tanner in the morning. Do you know somebody named after somebody famous? Wendy from Santa Rosa says, my daughter, I named her after Jordan from New Kids on the Block. It's her middle name. Oh. Matt from Sonoma says, I know somebody named after Dale Earnhardt Jr. Praise hell, praise Dale. Julie from Santa Rosa said, I was named after a soap opera character on the days of our lives. <laughs> Here we go. Isn't this a brand new day? Wake up. Sonoma County wakes up with Amber and Tanner. On Froggy 92.9. I'm so Is there a way to reduce or stop altogether someone from sleep talking? Uh, Cole, we know my fiance, he sleep talks. Uh, it's been getting a lot worse, especially lately. But how can we forget this incident? It would definitely be by then. God, I hope. <laughs> it's clear as day. God, I hope. But he's dead asleep. <laughs> I don't understand. It's scary. That's frightening, right? (laughs) Right. Uh, I really want to buy him a t-shirt that says, God, I hope. I hope he gets the reference. God, I hope he stops sleep talking because (laughs) I absolutely have not had any sleep over the past couple of weeks. It's getting so bad where he's like screaming at the top of his lungs. And I'm like, is everything okay? And he's like, huh? I'm like, you're screaming. He's like, I was asleep. Whoa. I'm like, you're lying. That's interesting that it's getting worse. It's getting worse. So um, one night I even tried to sleep in the living room, but I could hear him all the way in there. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so I, I started reading about it last night because I was awake. And uh, I basically read that there's no way to reduce sleeping, sleep talking, and it's all related to stress. Mm. And I was like, it's up to him? 
It's, ne- it's never going to get done. <laughs> I think something you can do um, is you got to find a way for him to relieve stress before he goes to bed. So maybe he can go on a walk right before you guys go to bed. Maybe he can... Do you guys have like a gym at your apartment complex? <laughs> Cole's not going to go to the gym. <laughs> well, may- maybe it would help. You could say, honey, you are screaming at the top of your lungs every single night. Get some pecs. Get some good night's sleep. I'll get some good night's sleep. And there's benefits all around. Yeah, I've tried to get him to go walking with Remy and I at night. Remy and I do a nightly walk. I've tried to get him to do that. And he just, I don't know. I mean, maybe this, I'll be like, babe, I'm losing sleep. Please. Please, we need to go for a walk. Yeah. Let's let's <laughs> calm down a little bit before we go back to bed. And it could be something fun for you guys to do as a couple, too. Um, well, we did ask on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash froggy929, do you have any tips to reduce or stop sleep talking? Barbara from Kenwood said, the advice for my husband's doctor was to not drink caffeine in the afternoon. Cole doesn't even drink caffeine. He's one of those. At all? Yeah, he's one of those people. I'm so jealous. <laughs> uh, Frank from Katati says, see a sleep specialist. That was hard to say. Uh, so they could conduct an overnight sleep recording to better analyze and solve the situation. And Vicky from Windsor. This one's cracking me up. <laughs> Vicky said, bite earplugs. <laughs> <laughs> the only morning show in my life. Amber and Tanner. I listen all morning long. Froggy 92.9. Amber and Tanner in the morning present The Neighbor Dispute. With Barry Martindale on Froggy 92.9. Today on the Neighbor Dispute, we're going to call Sam. Sam has a brand new boyfriend named Sean, and Barry Martindale is going to call on Sean's behalf. Hello? Hi, is this Sam? Yes, this is she. It's Barry Martindale of Martindale and Johnson Attorney Services. I'm representing Sean today. I understand he's your new partner. Yes. I'm calling because Sean has raised some concerns to me, and I have to agree that you live very close to him, about 3.2 miles. I'm, I'm a little thrown off. So you, yes, I live not too far from him, that is correct. Well, Sean values his privacy, and uh, we are formally asking that you don't go on Brookwood Avenue in Santa Rosa for his and your privacy. Uh, that makes it a little difficult with my commute to work. Mm. This seems a little, uh, this is a little ridiculous. I just started dating him and he's he's quirky, but I didn't think. Uh, what? Additionally, we're going to look into relocation for you if you want to continue to date Sean. Sean will pay all of your moving expenses, including first and last month rent, deposit and even movers. So uh, we're going to want to get you out as soon as possible if you want to keep this relationship intact. Well, this seems like a crazy ultimatum. Well, do you like Sean? Uh, um, yes, I do, but this is kind of changing my mind. I I mean, does he want me to lose my security deposit? I'd have to break my own lease. This just seems a little extreme. Financially, uh, you will be covered. My question is, why didn't Sean just tell me this? Well, we're going to need you to be out by this Sunday, so you got to make a decision here. By this Sunday? Absolutely not. You've been Martindale. My name is actually Tanner from Amber and Tanner in the Morning. You're on Froggy Night 2.9's Neighbor Dispute. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did Sean put you up to this? Listen to Amber and Tanner in the Morning every weekday at 7.55 for the Neighbor Dispute with Barry Martindale on Froggy 92.9. Have you ever almost fallen for or witnessed a scam? I went to the wedding expo a few weeks, a few weekends ago, and... You enter all these giveaways while you're there. It's 
a wonderful opportunity to go. It's a lot of fun. But I, I got a call from what I thought was a vendor a couple of days ago saying I had won this massive bridal package. I was one of 25 people. Such a good opportunity. And, you know, I called them back and I said, you know, I need more details. And they said, oh, if you sign up for our cooking class, we're having it at the Flamingo. Um, if you come to this class, you'll get a three-night stay for your honeymoon. We've got all these amazing locations you can pick from. And I'm like, okay, that sounds good. Maybe I'll be there. I'll talk to my fiance. Uh, so I was telling my hairstylist about her. Her name's Lindsay. She works at Ritual Salon down town um and she stopped what she was doing she was just like painting my hair and she goes Amber, that's a timeshare scam oh no and i was like oh my gosh thank god you told me <laughs> i was gonna waste my time and go to this cooking class and then they were gonna try to sign me up for a timeshare you know you were talking about this and i was like oh my god that sounds amazing <laughs> i i would have fallen for it too Thank goodness, uh, Lindsay, a ritual uh, <laughs> got you back on track. I know she was, and she was telling me all these things because you know she is in the industry. She does like wedding hair and things like that. She's been to the wedding expo, and she said, you know, a lot of the times other businesses or the wedding expo itself might, you know, give out your email and your phone number to other people, mm. and you might get, you know. It kind of kind of scammed. I got yeah. kind of scammed. It, it's hard because you get excited because it sounds way too good to be true, but you're like, maybe this is my chance to have some good luck, so you jump on that opportunity. I'm so glad I didn't. Lindsay yep. literally saved me. She's so, so much smarter than I am. <laughs> uh, Tanner, has this ever happened to you? It has. So I got a piece of mail. This happened about two years ago that said that I was qualified uh, for a company to take over my student loans with 0% interest and I only had to pay a very small amount of money every single month. And I got very excited, hopped on the opportunity immediately. I gave them my social security number to have them check. Dang. And then after that, they needed to log in to my federal student loans account. And I was like, wait, this sounds a little bit fishy. And so Aww. I looked up the company and said, yep, they're scammers. And so I locked down all my accounts immediately. I signed up for Norton LifeLock to ensure, and it still notifies me if there's anything weird out there. And thankfully, nothing has happened quite yet. Well, I'm so I'm so glad you're okay. Um, At least I think so. <laughs> with Amber and Tanner. Today's country, Froggy 92.9. There are major issues with supply. You see a worldwide shortage. A nationwide shortage. Ketchup packets, chicken, and paper goods. There's going to be a massive shortage. Hey, where is it? What is your nightmare shortage? What product is the most valuable to you? There's a guy in Sonoma County who is making national headlines right now because he's trying to solve America's current egg shortage right here at home. His name is Eric Strother of Sebastopol and he started a company called Rent Backyard Hens where he rents out hens to people for $375 for a four-week rental. I'm sold. You're in? Give me some chickens. <laughs> I mean, I saw eggs at a grocery store in Santa Rosa for $8.50 <laughs> for a 12-pack. Eric's a genius. So you need to have a backyard with a fence to ensure the safety of the hens from dogs and other wildlife. But Eric is capitalizing on the egg shortage by, you know, giving this a unique solution for those who want fresh eggs but don't want to commit to owning chickens themselves. No, I'd get attached. 
Yeah. I'd get a chack t- attached to these chickums. Uh... But I also live in an apartment, so I can't do this. Same here. Same here. It, it makes me wish I had a house Rats. so bad because I would rent like 10 chickens and just eat all the eggs because this egg shortage has been messing with me because I eat a half a dozen eggs every single day and I haven't had eggs and I think I'm a little grumpy because of it. You know, it's so weird. I haven't really experienced this egg shortage. I went to Cafe Mimosa yesterday um, in downtown Santa Rosa and I had two over easy eggs and didn't even think about it. Just order them like all willy nilly. Like sounds like I'm going to Cafe Mimosa after the show for eggs and some fun. I'll go with you. So good. <laughs> You'll go back? Of course I'll go. I'll order the same thing. I don't care. <laughs> so good. I'm gonna go there and say, "Can I have uh, just 12 eggs?" They're gonna go, "What? It's been a while." <laughs> Amber, it's a million is- dollars. <laughs> Amber, what is your nightmare shortage? Uh, if there was ever a shortage of sparkling water, I know I've talked about that before, but I, I'm like you, I consume so much sparkling water every single day. Like Cole buys me packs and packs and packs and he can never keep up with how much I drink. You should get like a little vending machine in your apartment that just throws out LaCroix. What I really need is a soda stream, but I, I don't, I don't know. I kind of like what I'm doing right now. (laughs) I have one worth the money, okay. by the way. Great, great. Getting some responses on our Amber and Tanner of the Morning Facebook page. What is your nightmare shortage? Here's what you said. Val from Santa Rosa says wine. <laughs> Victoria from Petaluma said deodorant and mouthwash. Oh, yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that stuff. Like toothpaste would be bad. All right, John from Tamale says we don't have an egg shortage out here. Uh, trying buying direct from local farmers. Cut out the stores and support local farms and ranches for your food. It's gonna be a good day. With Amber and Tanner in the morning. I got some good friends. They only good time when they're awesome. Today's country. Froggy 92.9. Emily from Runner Park, are you ready to compete against Amber in the Amber Showdown? Yes, I am. This is how it works. I'm going to ask you five rapid-fire questions. Amber will be outside the studio, so she can't hear the questions. Emily, once you're done, we're going to bring Amber back into the studio and see how the two of you score. Okay. Emily from Runner Park, you want to talk some smack to Amber for a half a point bonus? <laughs> she's going down, but she's probably not. I mean, she's on a winning streak. Let's be real. <laughs> I think you can do it, Emily. I think you can do it. Emily, we believe in you, okay? Okay, somebody does. <laughs> Amber is on a 12-game winning streak right now. Her record's 569 wins and 47 losses. Emily from River oh. Park, here's question number one. A stalker tried to test Keanu Reeves' DNA. Keanu plays Ted in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Which actor plays Bill? I have no idea. <laughs> question two. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has nominated Willie Nelson for a possible induction. Is Willie Nelson above or under 90 years old? Uh, below. That is correct. Question three. Kelsey Grammer will give his inheritance to his seven kids. Name the 90s TV show. Kelsey plays a radiotherapist in the city of Seattle and lives with his father. I have no idea. Okay, I wasn't going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Question four. Casey Musgraves will honor Loretta Lynn at the Grammys on Sunday. What state did Casey Musgraves grow up in? Is it A, Colorado, B, Texas, or C, Mississippi? I have no idea. I'm going to guess B. I have no idea. Incorrect. In question five, what is the highest mountain in the world? <laughs> I have no idea. You guys are killing me today. <laughs> so sorry to hear that. I'm going to bring Amber no, back in. 
including her half a point bonus. Emily from Runner Park got one and a half out of five today, Amber. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> I did make them a little difficult today. I believed in you, Emily from Runner Park, but it's okay. I'm glad someone did. <laughs> I mean, what if I get them all wrong? We don't know. You, it could happen. You won't. <laughs> I believe in you, Amber. Oh, thanks, Emily. <laughs> Question one, Amber. A stalker tried to test Keanu Reeves' DNA. Keanu plays Ted in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Which actor plays Bill? Oh, man, I love that movie, but I do not know that guy's name. That's okay. His name is Alex Winter. Oh. Yep. Question two, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has nominated Willie Nelson for a possible induction. Is Willie Nelson above or under 90 years old? Um, he's under, I think he's about to turn 90. That is correct. Oh, and you are 100% correct on that as well. He When's turned, his birthday? Uh, in April. Oh, it's until April. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Emily from Runner Park also got that correct. The score is now one to one. Question three. Kelsey Grammer will give his inheritance to his seven kids. Name the 90s TV show. Kelsey plays a radiotherapist in the city of Seattle and lives with his father. Uh, Frazier. That is correct. Uh, Emily from Runner Park got that incorrect. Amber, you're now up two to one. Question four. Casey Musgraves will honor Loretta Lynn at the Grammys on Sunday. What state did Casey Musgraves grow up in? Is it A, Colorado, B, Texas, or C, Mississippi? B, Texas. That is correct. Emily from Runner Park got that incorrect. <laughs> Amber, you're now up three to one. And question five. What is the highest mountain in the world? Uh, I think it's Everest. That is correct. Oh. I, don't, I don't know why I was not second guess. for that question. I'm like, a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> the elevation is 29,029 feet. The final wow. score, Amber wins four to Emily from Runner Parks, one and a half out of five. Emily, so sorry you are not the champion of the Amber Showdown today, and you got to say the phrase. Okay. I'm not smarter than Amber. I already knew that, though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to you every morning, girl. You're killing it. And you're going to the Shoreline Amphitheater on July 22nd to see Luke Bryan. Woohoo! That's Woo. my birthday weekend. Thank you yes. so much. Hey, oh, happy birthday to you. You are seeing Luke Bryan. Thanks to which morning show? Froggy 92.9 with Amber and Tanner in the morning. Do you think your mood can be affected by how clean your house is? Marie Kondo, the famous Japanese organizing consultant, you know, does this bring you joy? You remember her? She was like really popular on Netflix for a little while. Oh, yeah. Well, she recently said she's kind of given up on tidying since the birth of her third kid. It's made the internet go wild. Uh, but I think we all know it's hard to keep your house completely spotless once you have kids. Yeah. Especially Good three. luck. <laughs> <laughs> once you have kids. Uh, I don't have any children, of course, but um, how could you manage you know, three kids that are running havoc on your house. It's impossible <laughs> to keep up. Uh, so apparently, according to this scientific study, 40% of people say their mood is greatly affected by the cleanliness of their home. And another 36% said it's somewhat affected. Mm. So, I mean, I guess that's more people than I thought. Yeah, I'm with the 40%. When my house is dirty, it stresses me out a lot. And when my house is clean, I just feel like I got room to breathe. Also, I live in a tiny one-bedroom apartment that's like 350 square feet. So it's very easy for it to get cluttered quickly. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's bigger than that. No, it actually. Feels, no, it's <laughs> I swear. I pulled up the listing actually not too long ago and I went, wow, it's a lot smaller than I thought it was. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I want things to be clean. Like, I want my sheets to be clean. I want, like, the thing. I want the 
rug and the carpet to be vacuumed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but things from they don't have to be tidy for me, like to be clean. Like I can have clothes overflowing um, out of my laundry basket and yeah. still sleep. But it, does that make sense? Like totally. it, can, it can be clean, but it doesn't have to be tidy. Yeah, it's not like uh, you're just making a trail to your bed because there's clothes all over the ground <laughs> in your bedroom. <laughs> I've been there, it by the way. It feels that way sometimes, but you know, tidiness was not is is never on my mind. I hope I'm making sense right no, now. No, absolutely. Clean, not tidy. Uh, I'm a slob, and it stresses me out <laughs> all the time. I call it organized chaos. Right. <laughs> something to say call me up you can get on the radio call froggy 92.9 and tell amber and tanner in the morning right now 636 one hop 636-1467 this is froggy 92.9